2: This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't want it as a ringtone. I need it as a ringtone. I need every... Even if it's not Chris Carlin. He hasn't called me once in his life. But even if it's not yes, Chris Carlin... Yes, Randy call, and
3: Mike are in his house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Mike Wells. I'm Randy Scott. That is fantastic. And I like what Harry Douglas was going with. We already came up with one. Bougie or Boo Boo. Right? We had, we had our friend Caitlin... On uh, on Twitter say it's, it, it is it woo woo or boo boo that could be the that could be the 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 game that we play it's Canty and Carlin ESPN Radio the ESPN app SiriusXM channel eighty presented by Progressive Insurance he is Mike Wells I'm Randy Scott we're in for the guys Canty and Carlin uh, Carlin you just heard it was in the his house Chris
2: Carlin in the his house <laughs> and he's back
0: and he's back Carlin in the his house. Uh, it's tough trying to keep up with Harry Douglas, man. He's still fast as all as all get out and he's coming up with new segments. So that was that boy bad? That's what it was?
1: Yeah. Okay. And that was it was not good. It, it, as far as Greeny's <laughs> concerned. It was not it was not good. Oh, oh, hey, it, Gre- Greeny was atrocious. That was atrocious. Yeah. It was, just yeah. The yeah. way to keep he up. sounded doing that. It's hard. It's different. I, I the Chris Carlin and the his house was just that's all ad lib. That's all. That's all pure Carlin, right in the head. You don't that's say. That
0: is. You don't say.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. Nobody I, taking
3: credit for that. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> but no. I, I, I'm, hey, Chris. I'm you. You sounded natural on that one. Greeny sounded oh, yeah. like he was suburb, He he was a suburbanite,
1: private school uh, kid growing up. That's what Greeny sounded like when he said it. Uh, isn't that what he was? No, actually, he grew up in New York City uh, on the Lower East Side. But, yeah, it, that that is what he sounded like. There's no getting around that that's that's a little problem for greeny i I, I just there are just certain things that certain people shouldn't say, <laughs> and that's one of those things. What is that up like my greeny people? shouldn't say oh, God. <laughs> exactly. I should never say that again. What <laughs> is up my people? like what and and no joke that again. Straight out of my brain. Don't know where it came from. Uh, thoroughly ashamed. Will never recover.
0: I, no, no. There's, there's. You, you can dig yourself out of it. It's, it's. We're, we're here to help. Okay, we're providing shovels for digging up out and not digging further. He's Chris. We're oh, providing
1: shovels, all right. <laughs> He's Chris Carlin.
0: Uh, we're Mike Wells, Randy Scott. And for the guys. So, uh, Carl, we got football tonight. We got Thursday night football. I was looking. I was like, wait a minute. This is the third. You know preseason game here for the Browns. This should be the dress rehearsal, right? No, they play an additional fourth game this year because they had the the uh, honor of of playing in the Hall of Fame game. So we're not going to see Deshaun Watson. We're not going to see Nick Chubb. Do we really know whether or not Deshaun Watson is still an elite quarterback? I feel like there is a very fair question next to that for this particular quarterback.
1: No, we don't. We absolutely don't. Uh, it, seeing him at the end of last year, he. Looked okay. I did the final game of the season in Pittsburgh for ESPN radio. And I thought nothing special of it. Um, And that certainly is not the guy that you fully guarantee a contract to and that you trade all those assets for. But I don't think they expected to see that guy when he came back last year because he had not played in a year and a half. Now it's about him showing that he's going to make some deposits into the bank that he has been, withdrawing from for quite some time you know for the city of cleveland they have heard nothing uh but all about his uh, misgivings and everything that's happened uh during the course of the last couple of years and really since they got him um at some point as a fan you have to get sick of that and be like all right well are are we getting anything for dealing with all of that uh, you know it's hard enough to root for him But then it's not even playing well. I I just, I don't know if Deshaun Watson is that same player or not. And uh, it's clear that they have to find out this season. And the Browns should be a playoff team, even in a tough AFC. The Browns should be a playoff team because this is a franchise quarterback from a few years ago. There's no reason to think that he shouldn't return to that level of play. At what point, Chris,
3: do the Browns or does the Browns organization get nervous if Deshaun Watson starts out starts the season slow, like you alluded to? He's he's got to he's got a deposit, you know, he's got to go ahead and show that he's worth that two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed contract. Is it after a couple games in the season or immediately? Do you have to, does Deshaun Watson have to show up in Week One right away? The, in any kind of nervousness about whether he can lead the Browns to the playoffs.
1: He can end the talk with it early. There's still, I think some leeway to work with, but if he's not playing well by the middle of the season, then it's a major issue. Then it's a major, major problem. I still think there's some leeway there, but not, not, not a ton. Um, The best thing he can do is come out and play well so that they're not talking about it. But, you know, there's no excuse for him to not play well. When you have all of the weapons that they have in Najoku and Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones and Nick Chubb, they should be scoring points without a problem. They have an outstanding offensive line. There is no reason, no excuse whatsoever for him not to play well. So let's see it. And it, your excuse last year was you hadn't played in a year and a half. Okay, you got five games uh Six games under your belt at the end of the last season.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Now you got to hit the ground running. Like I, I would be so aggravated if he didn't come out and start playing well, and at least make me feel like we weathered the storm of all of his crap uh, to get to this point. But when does that change? You know, I, I don't understand why he's not playing at least a couple of series. I know you don't want to yeah. get him hurt, but still.
0: No, I think, I think you need it. He's uh, Chris Carlin. It's his own show, Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio. We're just Mike Wells and Randy Scott trying to keep it between the uh, the navigational beacons here. Uh, so one question that we've kind of dragged through the course of the show is which division? If you had to <coughs> – it's a rarity to have all four teams make the playoffs in the same division. But if you had to pick one, which one are you going with out of this group here? And it's sort of using the NFC East because the Eagles are playing tonight, mm-hmm. the AFC North because the Browns are playing tonight, or the, the AFC East. Where I, mean, I think you got quality teams, all all twelve teams. It's an, it's not far fetched to say they make the playoffs. But if one division sends all four to the postseason, who in your mind would it be?
1: I would say the AFC North, um, ah. and that would be because Pittsburgh would come along. I I don't think the Patriots are getting there. I, it's funny. I was in Boston the other day, guys, and I'm listening to Boston Sports Radio, mm. and in the span of ten minutes. I heard Belichick hates defense. They should give Malik Cunningham a shot at the starting quarterback job. Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones hate each other. I mean, it's it's gotten to the absurdity level up there about where they are in all of it. And I just don't think the Patriots, their defense is good, but is Zeke going to make a difference in New England? And Zeke doesn't have much left.
3: He's not making <laughs> yeah, a difference Zeke four, year, four
1: years ago would have worked out. Zeke four years ago would have been perfect yes. for him. He would have been phenomenal. But I, I know that Belichick has the history of getting a lot out of the guys in year one, and he asks them to do what they do well. He doesn't ask them to do things that they don't do well. And the problem is I don't think there's enough that Zeke Elliott does well anymore. He's three point eight in the playoffs. He's last couple of years. He's he's not a dynamic runner anymore. That's just all there is to it.
3: No, I'm, I think uh, we're in agreement with you on that one. And I'm glad you said the AFC North because that was that was my pick, Chris. Before we let you go, we know who the Super Bowl contenders are. You know, you hear about Kansas City, Philadelphia. You know, you know. Supposedly the Jets are going to make a run with Aaron Rodgers. Give us your under the radar. Super Bowl contender this year that nobody is talking about.
1: I, I mean, can we put Jacksonville in that category or not? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, okay. I'll give you the Jaguars. I I think, you know, they've got uh, – they, they lost Taylor in free agency. They're asking a lot of Anton Harrison to start at right tackle. Um, but I also look at everything else they have – And I think they're a very good defensive team. They're a little underrated in that respect. Trevor Lawrence is going to be an MVP candidate this year. He's going to be a top three MVP candidate. And one thing that I really don't think people understand is how good Travis Etienne is. Last year, he rushed for 1,100 yards on only 220 carries. He's a top five running back in this league right now. And he doesn't get the attention for that. You add all of that up, and then you add Calvin Ridley to the mix. Jaguars are going to be a problem. They're, they're going to be a problem this year. I expect that they will be in the discussion. Put it this way. The Jaguars are going to the AFC Championship game. I'll say that.
2: Oh. Woo. Oh.
1: That's right.
0: All right. That means either Cincinnati, Buffalo, or Kansas City, or combination of two of the above is going to – is going to trip up on the way perhaps at the hand of the jaguars. Chris, uh you were in the his house and now we'll let you get on with your dizay. We appreciate
1: it, man. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Chris Carlin in the his house.
1: <laughs> you'll you'll just you'll you'll never hear me say that again. I can't wait. You just won't.
0: I can't um, wait. I know. Seriously, buddy. Thank you. Enjoy your day, man. Thanks, guys. All right, Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance, insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE-AND-PROGRESSIVE.COM.
2: Adams got a touchdown. Devontae Adams is absolutely ugly. Devontae Adams, a circus catch.
0: It's a big play, so somebody had
1: to make it, so I had to make it. One play, they had three guys accounting for him, and he still caught the football. It doesn't matter if he's double
0: or triple teamed, he'll get open. First we're gonna, and then we're gonna. Eric's broken out of his emo slump. There we were. You we know, we lost him for a minute, and we're back, Mike. We're back.
3: Got me re-energized now, Saying. man. I'll, I'll, hey, all, all I know is what Chris Carlin said. He's trying to say that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be. In the his house this season, that's what Carlin just said with his <laughs> I'm gonna, prediction.
0: I'm gonna sit with all this his house and dizzy and then DM. I'm gonna start barking here. Like we got a lot going on. He's Mike Wells. I'm Randy Scott. So this conversation of sort of a sneaky Super Bowl threat uh, was you know inspired here in this dog days of summer, but the NFL season right around the corner by Dan Orlovsky. Orlovsky uh, was on First Take. Orlovsky is known for hot takes. And uh, unseasoned takes when it comes to food. And uh, vanilla takes when it comes to food and fashion and some other things. But I thought this was was strong to quite strong. This had a little little, little kick from Orlovsky. He's talking about uh, his five sneaky Super Bowl threats. So here is Dan on first take. Number one, this may not be that shocking, but the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley are about to become Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs are about to become Tua and Tyreek Hill are about to become Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. Tons of weaponry on this football team. Doug Peterson is a brilliant coach when it comes to building confidence into his guys. Can the pass rush finally start to show? If that happens, that is a team that is a quarterback clapping for a pass rush. I'll I'll point that out. So, real quick, Mike, he had Jacksonville as number 1, he had the New Orleans Saints at number 2, the Giants at 3, Broncos at 4, and then everybody's off season, darling. Like maybe a little too chalky. Like maybe my heartburn doesn't require this level of calcium and chalkiness? The Lions at 5. You're under the radar Super Bowl contender. We just need one. We don't need all 5, but What's your uh, who's who's your under the radar contender there, Mike?
3: Hey man, stop disrespecting the Detroit Lions. <laughs> right.
0: Put some put
3: some respect on a Detroit Lions name. That is my dark horse team to get to the Super Bowl. I love. I, I'm a gigantic Dan Campbell fan. What yeah. he's done in Detroit, Detroit, the Detroit Lions have essentially they routinely have been irrelevant. Outside playing on Thanksgiving Day, since Barry Barry uh, Sanders decided to retire. They just yeah. haven't success is not there. But I think between Dan Campbell and also I think Jared Goff is ready to take another step. You know, look like that guy that was uh, taken as number one overall pick several years ago, and a wide receiver that nobody's talking nobody nobody wants to talk about. Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he is one of the best wide receivers in the league, by the time the end of the season comes about, he will be talked about on a regular basis. I'm not sold on the Minnesota Vikings doing what they did, repeating the 13 and 4. I like Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. But I just think when you look at the whole makeup of the NFC, what's my word? Uh boo-boo. My word boo-boo. And even (laughs) if the NFC East gets all four teams into the playoffs, I just, the only title containing team, in my opinion, are the Philadelphia Eagles, San Francisco 49ers. We yeah. don't know what's going to happen at quarterback for the 49ers. They've got, you know, what's the saying? If you have two quarterbacks, you have none. So it, it, it was Brock. Was Brock Purdy one of those one-hit wonders from the 90s in music? Had that great year last year, and then comes mm-hmm. back to reality. and looks like a seventh-round pick. I just I. Like what Detroit has and finally people are gonna start talking about them. And Orlowski, I don't know if it's because he played in Detroit um and didn't want to give his former team too much love, but they should have been hired than number five on his yeah. list.
0: Yeah. I you know, I think take a little bit of hit uh with Jamison Williams' uh injury news. Jameson Williams's uh injury news. You know, he's gonna be out for the season now and it's um a tough start to his NFL career, to be sure. They really don't know what they have in him yet, but he is that speed threat that was supposed to open things up for a St. Brown and just add another, you know, dimension to the passing game. They have a, a dual, you know, two-headed monster in the running back spot. The defense is coming along like there's a lot to like. I'm not saying that there isn't. Uh, I'm going to go elsewhere in the NFC. I just I feel like you have to think about this. I'm not trying to like take the fun out of it, but if you're looking at someone to win the Super Bowl. You have to find someone to get to the Super Bowl. Where is it easier to get to the Super Bowl, AFC with Buffalo and Cincinnati and Kansas City there, or is it easier to get there in the NFC when it's pretty much just Philadelphia? Like it, right? I mean, is it not like a very like a one hit it, wonder? It's not even close.
3: It's, it's like it's like it's like night and day. Yeah, when you compare the two conferences, way easier. In the NFC to get to the Super Bowl.
0: So you went with the Lions, and I get that because their division is more wide open. I'm going to go with the other wide open division, and that's the NFC South. I'm going to say the Saints. If the Saints can feast on the likes of... I mean, think about this for a second. Rookie quarterback in Carolina. You don't know what the Falcons are offensively still. They don't know that they love Desmond Ritter necessarily. And then Tampa Bay choosing between Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask at quarterback. If you win that division as the Saints should, and you also like get fat on that division, let's say you can have... Ten wins, as Derek Carr gets to throw to Michael Thomas and Chris Olave and Alvin Kamara when he gets back from suspension, and James um, uh, Williams uh, the you know, twenty seventeen rushing touchdowns from mm-hmm. from last year. Like, there's a lot to like there, and I don't see you know if you're hosting a playoff game in January and you're in the dome and you sneak up on on somebody, it's not out of the realm of possibility to say that they're at least playing for the right to represent the NFC. And that's what you're going for when you're making a bet like this or a prediction like this. So I like what Orlovsky said. I feel like the AFC is too tough for the the Jaguars to go through. I feel like the NFC is ripe, and maybe the Saints can be that team.
3: I, I, I was going to have to all of a sudden have you know connection problems. I was going to pull a Lewis Riddick and not be able to hear you or talk to you had you said the Jacksonville Jaguars. And nah. hey, I, I I I'm a big uh, I'm a big Trevor Lawrence <laughs> fan. I mean, I've I've enjoyed watching him, but. The, the mountain, the mountain that the Jaguars have to climb in the AFC, it is way too steep. You're not going to face a team like the Chargers in the playoffs on a regular basis that blows a 27 to 0 lead. Uh It's going to be a lot harder to do that. So yes, um, I'm, I'm with you on the NFC being the easier side. I hope things go well for Derek Carr more so, so he can just laugh at uh, Josh McDaniels after what happened with the Raiders last season. So uh, it, it, I think we're, we're you and I are pretty wise by st- sticking on the and, NFC and yeah. thinking. <laughs> and saying that uh, Detroit and the Saints, uh, two teams that uh, one team, especially the Saints playing in a a bad division, has an easier road to try to get to the Super Bowl.
0: I agree with that. Now, the road is is hindered by the Eagles. They are a roadblock out there. We're going to dive into the quarterback. What does Jalen Hurts have to prove this year? It's Mike Wells, Randy Scott, and for the guys, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. All that after Mike has this from FanDuel.
3: I think you all, can, you all can tell that football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. So visit FanDuel.com slash play and start earn, earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash play.
2: Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply
0: i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're hear us in conversation with business icons
2: Touchdown, Philadelphia. Second of the night for Hurts.
0: I don't know what his ceiling is, because he just keeps getting better. He is the most improved passing quarterback I've, I've ever, ever seen, seen in my life. He's a dual threat, there's no doubt about it.
2: 69 yards on a strike from Jalen
3: Hurts. When is nice, championships are better.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius <laughs> hey, XM Randy, Channel 80.
3: What, what, what rap artist? Had this uh, this melody in his song. I mean, this, it,
0: this feels like Biggie, right? No, oh, it's uh, Tupac. Oh, close. Oh, I uh, thought it was like uh, you and my friends yes. can be friends. Yes, that's what. Oh, I thought, hey, I, I thought that's where we were running
3: at. Running them streets, man. Yes, on <laughs> all eyes, all eyes on me. A double CD.
0: Oh, that was a good one. That's Mike Wells from Randy Scott. In for the guys, Canteen Carl and ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's get out to the CC call-in line. 888-SAY-ESPN. It's Sal Pal Antonio, our ESPN NFL reporter, uh, plugged into to all things Eagles. It's a football night there uh, for the uh, representatives of the uh, NFC from a year ago. Sal Pal, looking at this, it's a champion's problem, truly, to not have too many areas to try to shore up. But I say that knowing full well, if there is one, Philly's going to find it. What area is of concern down there on Two Street with the guys you're talking to?
4: You know, I don't really think there's a quote-unquote area of concern. Randy and and Mike, my my good friend Mike, by the way, that that sounded like the quiet storm on WDAS in Philadelphia. (laughs) Hey, 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 there's no school like the old school Mike Wells, okay? That's right, Brother Sal, Brother Sal. (laughs) Listen, you know, Randy and Mike, uh, I, I haven't spent a lot of time with the Eagles this season primarily because they really haven't been that many intriguing roster battles uh, on the Eagles. I think they are they have the best roster in the NFC. They're set up at the quarterback position. Uh, I think the one theme that I've encountered uh, in my travels is offensive line play, and that's one area of real strength with Philadelphia, and I think that's why they are looked at as a odds-on favorite to go back to the Super Bowl despite the history of teams that lose. It's tough to go back. But I think because their offensive line is in such good shape uh, in relation when, to the rest of the division and the rest of the conference, I think that's one of the reasons why people like this team.
3: You, you make a mention about, you know, you believe in they could be getting back to the Super Bowl for straight second straight year, brother Sal. As you look at the the NFC as a whole, I mean, if, if the Eagles were to slip up and have, you know, Nick Sirianni was not able to get them back there for a second straight year, what team could be the biggest threat to the Eagles to get into the Super Bowl again?
4: Well, I think it's the Dallas Cowboys because uh, I think Brock Purdy coming off that arm injury is a pretty serious arm injury. And he has struggled a little bit in training camp, although his head coach, Kyle Shanahan, doesn't seem too concerned about it. But the Niners are one of those teams that have uh, offensive line issues or it's unsettled on their offensive line. I think it's the Cowboys because they have fixed their offensive line and their defense is so stacked up. And they won double-digit games last year. And I like the way Mike McCarthy um, is going to redesign the offense with Brian Schottenheimer to help Dak Prescott in terms of turnovers. Ball out quickly, more play-action pass, more option routes now built into the offense from the slot with Brandon Cooks. That should allow Dak Prescott to lower the number of turnovers. If he does that, the Cowboys will be a distinct a distinct competitor with the Philadelphia Eagles down the stretch. I'm really looking for. We haven't seen Jalen Hurts against Dak Prescott yet. And I think that's one of the things that I think a lot of people are waiting to see.
0: We're talking with Sal Palantonio, our ESPN NFL reporter uh, here on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. I think you would win a couple bar bets there, Sal, saying that we haven't seen Dak uh, go against Jalen. There's also you know, the other playoff team there from the division a year ago in the, in the Giants, and you've been to every single training camp so far. I'm wondering from the also-rans, so to speak, right, in that division, Giants or the Commanders, you can take it however way you want, what's stood out to you about these teams chasing the Eagles and chasing the Cowboys?
4: Well, I think it's the performance of Daniel Jones in training camp. Uh, You know, he's been exemplary. Uh, He added about uh, 7 to 10 pounds of muscle, uh, depending on who uh, who you talk to. When I was with him and sat with him one-on-one, he said uh, it was close to 10 pounds of muscle that he added. Um, I think that will help him, especially since he ran the ball so much last year. But the big thing is Darren Waller has just – he'll open up everything, Randy, because – They really didn't have a real occupying force between the hash marks. And now when you add that, uh, you reduce the load that Saquon Barkley has in the passing game. Mm -hmm. And another guy that has really stood out in Giants camp is Jalen Hyatt, the rookie out of Tennessee. Really, at another level, different gear speed, good hands, tough Practices hard, takes coaching well. The Giants rave about him. When I was there, he put on a show. I, I, I really like what the Giants have offensively. I think it can help them significantly, especially down the stretch.
3: You know, b- before we let you go, Sal, uh, one thing Randy and I have talked about uh, during the show is if there was a division that potentially could have all four teams make the playoffs, um Randy believes it's the NFC East. We've talked a lot about the NFC East. Do you think you've said Philadelphia's the favorite, Dallas could threaten them, we know about the Giants. Could the Commanders do enough to be that fourth team to potentially get in the playoffs in the NFC East?
4: I don't think so. I think because their quarterback situation is so unsettled and the competition in the division is so tough. If you were to ask me that question, I would say AFC North I think you my know, guy you, gotta, you, yeah, you, you 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 got you got to watch you got to watch I mean Tomlin's always got his teams right there they always have a winning record uh Jim Schwartz has changed the dynamic defensively and offensively brought a sense of real hard-nosed competition to their training camp uh their new defensive coordinator I think Todd Munkin, has opened some eyes already in the Ravens training camp, especially his young quarterback. You heard that uh, interview that he did on the sideline with Evan Washburn during the Eagles-Ravens preseason game in, in which Lamar Jackson said that finally he's got an offensive coordinator who's taking some of his suggestions and listening to him. So I think they are on the same page. And then the Bengals are always right there. So I would say AFC North. Still a hard parlor trick to do to get all four in, yeah. in that conference right in, in, right right Randy because the, the competition is so tough in that conference
0: Yeah yeah that's why I I went with the NFC option we had an NFC East option and I just said listen the road to getting all four teams in is easier you know the AFC like you said that's a great it's a great way to put it it's a tough parlor trick uh, cuz the Niners are out there as well I mean you've got you, you got talent in the in the NFC side to be sure but it's a little more little more top-heavy. Sal Pal, thank you for the time, buddy. We appreciate it. Enjoy the game tonight. Glad you're not working it. Maybe you can sit down with a, a glass of your choosing and just enjoy it.
4: Absolutely. Good talking to you, Brother Wells. Thank you, Randy. Likewise, appreciate Brother you, Sal.
0: Appreciate you, Sal Pal. Joining us on the CC call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Why are we so sure that the Niners are going to be fine? Not, not even fine. Good with Brock Purdy under center what happens if he struggles early in the season coming off of that ucl injury we'll dive into that mike wells randy scott in for the guys Canty and carlin on espn radio in the espn app
2: getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing a one-of-a-kind ring that you design at blue nile can help your love sparkle just choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's only a kick, a jump,
0: a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans.
2: and Carlin, the podcast. If Purdy turns out to be the guy and healthy all year and they like Sam Darnold as the backup, yeah, I think
1: Trey Lance an interesting trade chip. He's thrown 416 passes in competitive football
0: in seven years. He needs to play. He just has it.
3: What San Francisco needs, he can't provide right now, and this is another tale where we need to stop looking at height, weight, speed, and measurables at the quarterback position. The 49ers don't have time to give Trey Lance those reps, and they thought he would be farther along, and quite frankly, He's not.
0: It's like that rule in Wedding Crashers, where it's draw attention to yourself, but on your own terms. You know, it's like be emo, but be emo in an upbeat fashion. That's what that is. I was just out in San Diego. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, SiriusXM Channel Eight. I'm an old man for a second here, Mike Wells. It, 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 America's finest city. Like that's their nickname out there, Mike. And you spend 20 yeah. minutes there, and you're like, yeah, I see it. I see why. Hey,
3: I, I, I listen, you posted on Instagram, uh, my favorite steakhouse. That uh, you know, I enjoyed. Uh, what was the name of it again? Lou and Mickey.
0: Lou and yes, when in I, when the Yes, when I went lamp.
3: to uh, San Diego, I love the Gaslamp District. Uh, you yeah. know, I, I probably loved it even more when I was younger in my twenties. Um, <laughs> way way more enjoyable when I was in my twenties and I had more energy. But I got to say this: you you before we came back on the air, we were talking about movies. And we were talking about mm-hmm. the movie House Party. You asked Shannon Penn if he had seen the remake of House Party. There is no movie is good, no remake movie is any good, and the prime example of that is White Man Can't Jump. Oh, they 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 sat there and embarrassed Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrison and Rosie Perez with the remake of that movie. That was atrocious. I, I can't recall any remake movie that has actually been
0: good. I you got me racking my brain right now. I mean, the, you know, I'll say this, and it's not just because we're you know a Disney company. I liked. The newest Little Mermaid, I saw that. Uh, I liked the remake of uh, what else? The Lion King. So you think the, the fact that you're thinking about it, yeah. that,
3: that says a lot that you got to pause and think about it. <laughs> Lion Shannon, King. you, you, Shannon. Is there one you got? One Shannon?
0: I can't think of one. Like the sequel to Coming to no. America, it wasn't a oh. remake, but it was a sequel. Oh. That was oh, tough, no. and I wanted to like that. I was wishing. I was hoping. Yes. I was wishing that movie would be good. Same, same. I mean you can go back to the Dumb and Dumber sequel. That was the same same thing. That wasn't great. Dumber and Dumberer or whatever it was. That was yes. no, But I'm with you. I'm with you. Now, who did they have playing I've seen the ads, you know, you're watching Amazon Prime or whatever. Who did, who did they have playing uh Woody Harrelson's part? In the in the White Man Can't okay. Jump remake.
3: What oh, what's his name? Oh my goodness. Uh, Jack
0: Harlow. Jack Harlow.
3: Yes, Jack Harlow, yes. Mm,
0: mhm. Thespian, yeah, yeah, noted. So
3: yeah, now that was I, I, I wasted, I wasted my time <laughs> watching that movie. I was all hype about. it. I was like, man, because yeah. I, I, I loved what, the original one back in the early '90s. I was like, yeah, uh, we going to Sizzler, we going <laughs> yes. to Sizzler.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> it's pretty. <laughs> it's so pretty. Who's playing? <laughs> who's playing the uh, Rosie Perez part? Come on, Billy. What is a quince? <laughs> I too know what it feels like to be thirsty.
2: <laughs> Foods
0: that start with Q. Uh, for 500. All right. So, all of that haven't been said. San Diego's car. amazing. Blink-182 started there. I saw them uh, down there at Belmont Park in the 90s when they used to play their songs at like double speed so they play like 10 songs in you know 40 uh, no, half an hour. It was it was insane. It was so much fun to take my kids there too. That was pretty cool to relive some of that. All that haven't been said. North Norcal. Uh, don't call it Frisco. Don't call it San Fran. People out there hate it. I'm trying to get San Fran off the ground. We'll see. Uh, instead, they just call it the Ooh. Bay or SF. Brock Purdy, why are we so sure? Because Kyle Shanahan says uh, Purdy would have to, quote unquote, melt down in order to lose the starting job. They got Sam Darnold out there. They got Trey Lance out there. Mike, why are they so sure that Brock Purdy is the guy? Number one with a bullet.
3: I'm going to say by default. Part of it is by default, in my opinion. Trey Lance, that has turned out to be a flat out embarrassing pick by the San Francisco 49ers. Mm -hmm. You got Sam Darnold, who, you know, lost his way with with, with the Jets. Um, So, Brock Purdy, what they're looking at is what he did when he came in last year after Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance both went down 13 touchdowns, four interceptions, uh, almost 1,400 yards passing. He did nothing to have any concern. I mean, people forget he was even a seventh round draft pick. So it is his job to lose, and I love him playing for Kyle Shanahan. I think Shanahan, one of the top two, two or three head coaches in the NFL. Shanahan's going to put him in position to have success. So it's partly by default and partly knowing what you have in Purdy.
0: Uh, they know that they have a guy who wins regular season games in Purdy. They know they have a guy who has a good grasp of the system. I think Trey Lance is kind of like a house uh, that everybody in the neighborhood knows has had like a tree fall and hit it. You know, So they're trying to sell the house, but you have to build value in the house first. So they need a little curb appeal on the house. I think Trey Lance is going to be given another opportunity at some point, maybe in the preseason, but to at least market himself so they can get something for him and uh, put him on the market and go ahead and get out from underwater. With fly or no-fly zone, what are the threats in the NFC to the Eagles? It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio.
2: Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.
0: We're just weeks into this year, and the news is already nonstop. Two overseas wars, a presidential election already testing the democratic process, a former president in court. It can feel exhausting, borderline impossible to keep up with. But we can help. I'm Brad Milkey, the host of Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every morning, my team and I get you caught up on the day's news in a quick, straightforward way that's easy to understand with just enough context so you can listen, get it, and go on with your day. So, kickstart your morning. Start smart with Start Here and ABC News. Because staying informed shouldn't feel like a chore.